You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking out the time to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. We also want to say that we really, really appreciate all of the good feedback that we've gotten from bringing the love nuggets back. We really appreciate it. Keep that feedback coming. As you guys know, you've made it to another Wednesday with us here. So we got our big question and answer episode. We got a few interesting questions that came across, one of which didn't anticipate coming across my screen was my favorite historical figure. And I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. So that's an exciting one to be able to answer once we get to our Q&A session there. So I'm excited for tonight. And of course, we got our Wild Love Wednesday as well as Put Me On. But without further ado... Let's get into it. Let's that quote of the day as we always start our Wednesday show off with that quote of the day. Today's quote comes from an anonymous author and it reads, love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort and keep learning. Again, that quote is love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort and keep on learning. And again, that quote is by an anonymous author. I wrote this quote down probably about two years ago now. And the idea behind this quote, for me at least, is to be an eternal learner. So to always live your life being willing and open to learning new information, to learning new belief systems, to challenging your old belief systems so that you're always growing and stretching and learning new things. Question number one that we received via email is, do you have a favorite historical figure and why? I, like I said earlier, I've never been asked this question before. And after racking my brain, I have several that I really, really love. Malcolm X, Dr. King, of course. But if I had to pinpoint my favorite leader, uh, Marcus Garvey, let me not forget him, of course. Um, favorite leader of all time, historical figure would have to be Harriet Tubman. And the reason why I love Harriet Tubman so much is for her bravery and courage in freeing so many slaves, literally risking her life at every minute uh, of every second during creating the Underground Railroad. And I also really, really appreciate what Harriet Tubman did because very similar to her, I'm like a behind the scenes type of person. Ideally, I like to be the behind the scenes type of person. So I don't want the notoriety and fame for the work that's being done or the work that I do. I just want to know that it's affecting people in a positive way. And I feel like Harriet Tubman was one of the greatest historical figures, not only black figures, but just figures, period, in that regard, where it was Yes, I freed this many slaves. Yes, I've done this amount of work, but there's always more to do. There's always areas to improve. So I think that she was a staple for that. And if you look at her history and you read up on her, that you'd see a lot of that stuff, too. So favorite historical figure of all times, if I had to pinpoint one, I would say Harriet Tubman. 
Question number two is how can I monetize on my gifts and my talents? The thing that I, I always recommend when it comes to learning how to monetize on your gifts or talents is really, really honing in on the payment piece, right? So especially when you're starting off, for example, I'll use myself. When I started off as an entrepreneur, a lot of times I was hesitant to ask for payment or asked to be paid or compensated for the things that I was doing. I didn't feel like I had the experience or I didn't feel like people like really wanted to hear what I had to say. And as I went on, I realized that not only were, were was people willing to pay me for what I had to say, but the, the opposite kind of side of that coin was that people actively seek or look for people that have really, really good information that are able to deliver really good information well for free, right? They, I think you got to realize the world is, uh, we live in a capitalist society. So most businesses are looking to spend the least, but get the most out of you, right? So if you operate with that type of mindset, then it, it makes it easier to ask for money. And if you're not compensated or if someone does not want to compensate you, I would say that make sure you're comfortable with walking away from the table, because what will happen is the more you give in, the more your name will get out and the more people will assume that, oh, OK, you did this for such and such for free. Then you should do this for my organization for free as well. And that's a very, very difficult spot to be in as a new entrepreneur, because you're kind of on shaky grounds and not feeling like you're able to do these things on your own anyway, then you bring in that taking advantage element. I'll also say this. I recently got the chance to speak to a few college students at Alfred University. And one of the topics of discussion that came up was like that three when that three to five year window in which people start a business and then eventually they get away or they close down their business entrepreneurs that is and what i realize and i don't think this is brought up or, or highlighted enough is that it's not entrepreneurs don't give up being entrepreneurs just for the simple fact that they're not generating money or their overhead became too expensive I feel like there are people in our society that literally look for a good product, a good service, uh, a good spokesperson, wh whatever it may be, and they take your stuff. Right. So they'll, they'll gladly kind of pick and pry here and take your ideas, take your creativity. And I've seen so many entrepreneurs in my time allow their creativity to be taken. And eventually they're like, well, everyone's doing this. And so I might as well not do it anymore. Or I tried to collaborate with this good standing person or this person I thought was good standing. And it turns out that they just stabbed me in the back and took all of my ideas. Right. So you want to be um, very, very cerebral about who you will talk to and discuss things, especially when you're starting to develop a business and looking at monetizing. Right. So a I, I know I went on a little bit of a rant there, but a couple of things for you specifically. Number one, realize that it's okay to ask to be compensated for not only what you're doing, but all the time and effort you've put into getting to this point in life right now. And then number two, be very, very cerebral about who you discuss your business information with, because there are entrepreneur piranhas out there that are looking to steal your fresh and new ideas, and they will eventually drain your energy. Question number three, what is your take on our president? 
What is your take on our president of the United States of America? Actually, I know who sent this question, so forgive me for the little bit of laughter. This was a, a little dig at me to get underneath my skin. But as I said, we'll answer all questions that we received in our inbox as well as via messenger. So um, I personally think that that Donald Trump is the result of having a reality TV person in a position of power and pretty much the ultimate position of power in our country. There are things that he says and things that he does that are, are like that of the the average reality show person where they just say things that that come to their brain that may not be influential or may not be positive to the entire society like for example when he was telling people to take those pills um and i believe also he made reference to um drinking some lysol and and is a good way to combat covid19 i think when you're in the element of reality tv show stuff like that you can say it's funny ha 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 he he but when you're talking about the the leader of the free world or the leader of our country you can't make comments like that. You have to be able to have a buffer to and understand that some people will literally take what you say and run with it because you are the president of the United States. And I think that there's, there's an element missing there for him um, with that. And as a nation, I feel like we, we, we all have some part in Donald Trump being in office because of our lack of, of trust in our politics and our system, which rightfully so. Everyone is entitled to their own kind of opinions and belief system. But I, I, I would definitely say that if, if nothing else, Donald Trump has shown us the need for literally every voice to be heard when it comes to voting, when it comes to civic engagement, because if you continue to let your voice not be heard or your vote not to be heard, then you might get another reality TV president that will set our country back some 50, 60 years. Question number four, what was your college experience like and would you recommend college for today's high school students? I would say um, a couple of things. So my college experience was awesome. Um, very, very similar to every stereotypical movie you see about college with partying and um, hanging out and all of that. That was pretty much my college experience where it was it was just a bunch of fun of four years of a lot of fun, a lot of meeting different people, learning new things, learning different cultures. Like I, I have a lot of friends from college that are from New York City, and I don't think I would be as close to people from New York City if I didn't have that college experience. And the reason I say that is because some, if you, you don't have any New York friends, New York City friends, that is, they tend to, to think they're God's gift to every single person on this earth. So they have a, a, a attitude that you kind of, you kind of got to get around. So I, I think college gave me a lot of the exposure to that and just different people culturally, like international students. I have several friends from the Caribbean and I loved it. I, I absolutely loved college. 
it was a great experience. It also was something that made me extremely comfortable with speaking in front of people. One of our classes that we had to take, and as I was a business major, so I majored in business administration, and one of the classes we had to take was public speaking. And through public speaking, I realized the value in being able to talk in front of people, one. And then number two, I realized that that was at the time and still is to this day, the biggest fear in the world is getting up and speaking in front of people, which is crazy to me because if you can circumvent that, and this is what I thought in college, if you can kind of circumvent or find a way around that, then you're pretty much a, a step ahead of a lot of other people that fear public speaking. So for me, college experience was fantastic. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Talking to a present day high school student, I will say that I would recommend going to a two-year school over a four-year school. If you don't definitely know what you want to major in and what you want to do kind of after college or post-college life, because I've seen a lot of friends in, in my lifetime that have gone to school and they've changed majors a couple times, causing them to stay in school longer, causing them to be in more student loan debt, right? And that student loan debt is very, very serious. As you can see, like a lot of people mentioned, maybe canceling the student loan debt instead of giving us stimulus checks, right? Because after college, those student loan debts are very intense and they can hinder your your quality of life. So I wouldn't force myself into a four year school if I didn't necessarily have to or I didn't have a clear idea of what what I wanted to do post college life, because you'll find um, and if you know any college students, they can attest to this. A majority of the two year classes you can do in those early portions of the four year courses or they make you do pre pre electives anyway. So a lot of those are they coincide with the two year schooling and two year degree. So that's my advice for high school students. If you don't have a clear cut, clear cut plan and you don't just want to get the heck away from mom and dad, go to a two year school first, figure out kind of where you what you want to do, get your bearings. And then I would say transfer over to a four year school after that. Question number five, how do you and your wife stay on the same page? I find it hard to do so with the people that I date. One thing that I constantly mention when it comes to relationships is the willingness to adapt and adjust, whether that's from your part or the part of your partner. When it comes to communication, there are so many different dynamics to a relationship. I want to be clear when I say this, that you really want to be patient when you're communicating with partners because... Let's use this, for example. Again, my, I'll use myself, for example. When my wife and I were communicating prior to having our first child, that was a different conversation than when our first child entered the building, right? So when our first child came, our conversations had to be different. Our responsibilities became different because we fused another dynamic into our situation, into our living arrangement, into our lives, right? And that was our child. So we had to start having conversations that centered around, OK, what do we do and how do we have the best atmosphere for our child? Right. And one of the things that we do and, and to keep everything kind of kind of streamlined when it comes to our child is we have very a, a, a very short list of people who in which we're allowed or we allow our child to spend time with. And it's not for the sake of like we're, we're just selfish parents. It's more of it gives us an easy, easier peace of mind. So 
what we did was once we had our child, we identified people that, okay, if, if our child is with this person, we know for sure that they're going to be taken care of. They're going to be fed. They're going to be protected, all of these things. And these are the same conversations now that we're, we're going to have to have that we have our second child on the way. Right. So I say all of that to say this to you. You want to constantly remain open to being adjust to adjusting, excuse me, uh, and adapting to every different dynamic in life. So if your parents are heavily involved in your relationship, if you have friends that you might have involved in your relationship, you need to take all of these things. And if you have children, it's it's definitely there. But you need to take all of these things into consideration as you're interacting with your partner and as you're constantly trying to grow and have that lasting relationship, having open dialogue is key, right? So you expressing to yourself, hey, or not to yourself, but to your partner, hey, sweetheart, whatever the name you have for your partner is, hey, such and such, and be specific, use the name. I had, I didn't have a problem with this before, but now that our relationship has changed or we've entered new dynamics into our relationship, now this is a problem for me. And again, I'll use another example for myself. Prior to my wife and I um, getting together, I was like not a fan of gifts. Gifts weren't my thing um, until I had a situation with her where she got me a gift and I didn't have the reaction that she was expecting for me with the gift. Now, we had to have a, had a conversation before about how I didn't value gifts as much as she did. But in that situation, I had become we had become parents. So she bought me a gift for Father's Day. And it wasn't just a gift from her. It was a gift from her as well as our daughter. And that's a different dynamic to the relationship. So if you for me, I wasn't um, used to being excited about receiving gifts or used to getting excited about receiving things. But now that my wife had our child and that element to it. So it wasn't just a gift from my wife. It was a gift from my wife as well as my daughter. So I had to see that extra dynamic in the relationship and be receptive and open to adjusting. Now, I got to admit, I love gifts. So if ever you're bored and you want to send me a gift, please don't hesitate to do so. <laughs> no, but with that being said, I definitely want to make it clear that you guys want to make sure you're adapting and adjusting or you want to make sure you're adapting, adjusting when it comes to relationships and particularly if you really care for someone. Right. So if you really care for someone, you'll make those necessary changes and those necessary adjustments. If you don't, no judgment here. I'm all for not wasting your time. So that's that's an easy way to identify if you're wasting your time with a partner or not. That's it for our question and answer section or segment of our show today. Don't forget to get those questions into us at TQLP20 at gmail.com. Again, those that email is TQLP20 at gmail.com. We'll be sure to answer those questions anonymously on our following show, or you're more than welcome to just hit us up in our messenger at the Quality of Love Podcast. Wild Love Wednesday today goes to the city of Syracuse, New York. You guys looked very, very good during the peaceful protests. I believe there were over 2,000 people down at City Hall. So a wild love shout out to everyone that is on board with positive change, that's on board with ending br police brutality, on board with having some social change go on, particularly in Syracuse, in Syracuse New York. So 
Shout out goes to, and Wild Love Wednesday, shout out goes to the entire city of Syracuse for showing up and also showing out at the Black Lives Rally on Saturday. All right, that brings us to Put Me On. And I got an inbox recently uh, about Put Me On. And in the inbox, there was also a, a book. So I want to say thank you to the person that sent me this book. I've heard a lot about it. I definitely am excited to dive into it. But that book is As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. So if you have a man in your life that needs help with controlling their emotions, with controlling their thought process, I invite you to share with them James Allen's book, As a Man Thinketh. If you need a reference to that book or from that book, Gucci Man, the rapper, said that he read this book while he was incarcerated, and this helped him kind of shift his life and start thinking of dieting in healthy manners. So, As a Man Thinketh is our put me on for today. And that book is by James Allen once again. That brings us to the end of our show. Please, please, please do not hesitate to send us an email with any questions that you have to TQLP20 at gmail.com. Once again, that's TQLP20 at gmail.com. Also, while you're at it on the latest Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to your podcast, please subscribe and review as we continue to kind of climb those charts. We're looking really, really nice in terms of charting for a first the first few weeks. I want to keep that positive momentum going. As always, remember. The quality of love and relationship that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.